This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I'm Bridget McGowan, and I have with me today Carrie Briner. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Everybody, Carrie has an interesting combination of experiences. She has a real estate life, but then she also has a speaker life. Carrie, how did you get into being a speaker? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, So I've been in real estate in the entrepreneurial real estate space for almost 22 years, about half of my life now. And what's interesting spending so much time in that space is I've gone through lots of, you know, growth personally, professionally, ups and downs. And I think like anybody, as they are in a space and gain experience and knowledge, um, there's always opportunity to share. I think some of us embrace that opportunity and some of us are maybe nervous to do it. For whatever reason, I've always felt very compelled to share what I know, if it can help somebody else. And so it started out obviously sharing what I knew from a tactical and strategic and systematic perspective being in the industry for the time that I had been and having the opportunity to grow some very large real estate teams and build some big brokerages and so forth. But then, you know, really, um, as I mentioned earlier to you and where I'm really passionate is really some of the personal growth transformation that I've kind of been forced to go through being an entrepreneur because for quite some time, I kind of lost my way. And although I was very successful in business, I wasn't happy and fulfilled in life or as a human being. And I didn't really know how it happened. It's like everything in life. It's like, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly where you don't recognize it. And then suddenly, and, um, and at the end of the day, I really took a look at my life and myself. And I made some very conscious choices to change and transform and learn how to truly have a great business and a happy and fulfilled life. And it takes a lot of work, but it is so worth it. And as I started to look around, I realized other people in the entrepreneurial space, both in real estate and outside we're facing similar challenges. Um, and I felt very compelled to share my story so it could help someone else. So it wasn't that I actually was looking to become a public speaker. It was that I was open to opportunity to impact other people's lives. And it kind of led me in that direction. It's all about impacting lives. Would you say, Carrie? You know, I think that's where we can become confident and courageous to get out there and become a public speaker is if we know we can make an impact. If we're coming from a place of contribution and we go and speak in front of a group of people and we get emails or text messages back saying, wow, you changed something for me. This is going to be uh, a new start for me. This is where then you can muster up the courage and the confidence to go do that more. And I think that's where we need to focus as public speakers because we will always be drawn to give more of ourselves if we know we're impacting lives because it's also, by the way, where we become more joyful and fulfilled. 
And so maybe if someone isn't having the opportunity or isn't courageous enough yet to share their story to impact others, you know, that could be a way that they can move into the space. I always say to people, we're going to tell ourselves a story in our mind that is not true, which is why would every, anybody want to hear about me or my story? But here's the reality. It's not true. That's just your egoic part of your mind telling you something that isn't true because it's holding you back from uh, something that maybe is a little fearful. But at the end of the day, there is always somebody out there that needs to hear your story. Mm. I, I tell you, I come across people all the time who, who say exactly what you just said. Who wants to hear my story? My story is no different than the last person they heard and so on and, and so forth. And it's, I, I wish we had some magical dust that we could sprinkle over people. And that includes me, Carrie, mm-hmm. uh, to push us to feel more comfortable and confident about sharing our stories. One of my colleagues and friends, uh, his name is Artesian uh, Kirksey. You know what? I need to get him on the show now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember him saying to me or maybe writing something to the effect of your mess can be someone else's message or something like that you know your tragedy can be a triumph for someone else but I remember him using mess and message and I absolutely loved it so if we can get out of ourselves and not think so much about ourselves but think about and 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 not think so much about, yeah, my story's the same as anybody else's. It's not that much different. Stop looking at it. And I'm talking to listeners as much as I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> stop, stop looking at this through your own lens. Oh, I mm-hmm. preach this all the time. Stop trying to see things through your eyes and try to see them through someone else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, the reality is, is that one of the biggest uh, tragedies is that we assume other people think the way we do. And mm-hmm. so they don't. And their perspective is different, which means their reality is different. And your story could mean something very different to them. And that doesn't mean. And so it isn't the same as everybody else's. Yours isn't. The way you present it isn't. The emotion that it affects in them in that moment isn't going to be the same. And quite frankly, maybe they did hear a similar story from someone else before, but they weren't ready to hear it. And in the moment that you were able to present it to them, that was the moment in which they needed it and were open to it and it transformed their life. You know, I always tell people it's one of two fears. It's that this kind of imposter syndrome idea, which is like, why would anybody want to hear from me? What, why am I special? Why should I think I should be out there sharing? There's nothing special about me. There's that. But then there's also a bit of, I think, shame and guilt around some of our stories, whether we like to admit it or not, because again, this is what our mind does to us. And so I heard something from somebody that has changed everything for me. And um, in fact, it's a phenomenal book. If, if someone would like to ever read it, I'll give a shout out to Dr. Benjamin Hardy here because I've interviewed him a few times and this was profound for me, but his book that's called Personality Isn't Permanent talks about the past. And um, what he said to me that impacted me so profoundly, Bridget, that I think will resonate with somebody who's afraid to share their story in the public space is it's not, it's far more important how you remember what happened to you in the past than what actually happened. 
In other words, as human beings, we're going to change the way we remember the past, whether we want to or not, because our brain does that. And, and so if our brain is going to change how we remember what happened, why don't we choose the change? So for me, my story is for 10 years, I wasn't in a great relationship. I didn't know how to really integrate work and life. I was quite emotionally detached. I was way over identified with my work and I could have been a much better spouse and uh, parent and I could have been more present in the moments. And there were a lot of things I could have done better. And I could be embarrassed or I could have some guilt and shame around sharing that story. Or I could remember that in a different way and say, you know, I really feel bad for myself in that time because I did the best I knew how in the moment. I didn't know what I didn't know. However, one thing I am 100% certain for, I would not be the person I am today, the mom I am today, the spouse I am today, the daughter I am today, the member of the community that I am today, and the leader I am today had I not gone through that. And had I not then been purposefully uh, motivated to let it empower me to become a completely different person moving forward in my life. And so for that, why would I be ashamed and guilty anymore. In fact, that is just going to hold me back into more of the same. Instead, I'm going to now use it to go impact other people's lives. And that's why I need to share my story. And every single person has a story that can impact other people, that they can change the way they think about it, that can now empower them to become better, and that empowers them to give that gift to someone else. Everyone does have a story, Carrie. And I want you to Tell us, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Tell us about a time when you shared one of your stories in a presentation that made that presentation a, a signature talk for you. I mean, it just, or maybe it just made it an incredibly, um, I don't know, an incredibly memorable time for your audience. I think it was when I truly was able to be 100% authentic. I started to speak, you know, years ago, and I really brought it forth from a more tactical, experience-driven, maybe more motivational and inspirational on the business side type presentation, because I was still very guarded. Personally, I was not open to letting people really see the true authentic me, because I didn't have the self-esteem and self-confidence to yet do that. And although those presentations were still well-received, they weren't like memorable and impactful for me or for others. And I had to go through my own growth to truly have that courage to move into my own authentic self and space and to be really honest to know that when people are really impacted, it's when they can truly see me and when I can truly see them. And the only way they can feel safe in a space to be seen truly and wholly as who they are is when the person in front of them is doing the same. And so there was a moment when I... Um, had the opportunity to do my limitless class. And it was actually right before the pandemic, um, literally right before it. And I traveled and I spoke in person, which I love to do because the energy that's exchanged in person is always so amazing for me. And I think the others, um, and I just stood in front of them and I shared it all. And I even had emotion and I allowed myself to just truly express and share and the results and the impact on me, um, are immeasurable. But what happened after and the messages that came in gave me more confidence and I guess more um, courage to continue to share more and more in different spaces because that was the moment I realized that we all do have a story, that our story does matter, 
that we can impact people's lives. And actually that's our purpose on this earth. And I have owned that purpose since that day at a much higher level. So in every one-on-one conversation and in every group coaching and in every presentation I do, that is my only hope is that I can truly be as authentic and real and honest uh, in those presentations as possible. So that presentation that you did, you said it was your limitless class that you presented just before the pandemic hit in 2020. Talk to me a little bit more about that class. The name of it immediately caught my attention. What's that class about? What what do you normally speak on and what's that class all about? So Limitless is a class of really how do you live a limitless life, build a limitless business. So in the entrepreneur space, and so if anybody here is listening to this, but I think this really is for anyone who has multiple roles they play, whether they um, have a career, uh, you know, that they're not an entrepreneur, but they have families, they have other obligations. The idea behind this is that we can have a wonderfully fulfilled and limitless life alongside our career. This does not have to be a one or the other. And for many people, it ends up being not maybe one or the other, but one is certainly taking precedence. And so for me, I've really honed this idea of creating a limitless life and doing that through uh, a business. But what limitless life to me means is living in my true authentic purpose. And how do I bring that into my business? So Uh, Limitless is a lot about mindset. It's a lot about perspective. It's about uh, personal and professional habits, um, about goal setting in all areas of your life, um, about moving forward in that truth, um, about really casting the vision for your life and your business and knowing what that means for you and going for it. Um, And that means something different to a lot of people. But I think what it really means is removing those limiting beliefs to move into a limitless space. Everybody, Carrie Briner is a passionate business and life coach, as you can tell, and she's president at Adam Hergenrother Coaching, which was featured in Business Insider as one of the most innovative business coaches in the country. She has 21 years in the real estate industry and as an entrepreneur, she was a top producing realtor in Minneapolis, and then she built and led the number one real estate office in closed transactions in the state. And then later as director of expansion for the Hergen Rother Realty Group, she helped her team expand to 30 locations across the country with over $444 million in annual sales volume. I mean, she, she was crushing it. Now, over the last seven years or so, she's transformed from workaholic, unhappy, unfulfilled, unhealthy, out of balance, anxious, and living her mind to successful, joyful, peaceful, conscious, balanced, healthy, grateful, and living her life to the fullest every day. Today, she is integrating all things life and business. She's a mom, she's a wife, leader, coach, business owner. She's creating a legacy and she's building wealth for her family and for those that she gets to do business with. She's growing personally, she's growing spiritually, and she's just experiencing true love and partnership in life. She's currently training for a marathon. I might ask you a little bit about that. And just being in the best shape of 
her life. I'm not going to tell people your <laughs> age. You kind of already gave it away. I kind of did. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing when you're in the best shape of your life in the forties. I guess that's the, I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm not proud that I wasn't in my thirties, but I'm proud that I'm not thinking I'm too old to do it. Like it's never too late. Right. Right, 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 right. So talk to me about training for a marathon and do you see any parallels between training for a marathon and preparing for a presentation? Oh, that's a great question. I love, I love your questions. I love everything about this podcast. And I'm so glad that we met Bridget. Um, everything, there's everything in correlation between those two. And it's exactly why I'm doing it. So um, I am not a self-proclaimed runner. In fact, I didn't ever run until I was about 39 years old. I mean, I was athletic. I played basketball. Those were little sprints. I played volleyball. There wasn't much running involved there. I always have been competitive and active, at least in my early years through college. Um, and yet I would never, ever say I was a runner. In fact, I actually had a limiting belief around my ability to be a runner because I had friends in college that started to do that, said it was great for, you know, keeping in shape and great for mental clarity and stress in college. And I just had this very, very strong limiting belief that this was something that I could embrace or really do because I just never did it. It didn't feel like I had the body type for it. There were all these stories I told myself. And the whole entire reason that I have put this out there that I'm training for a marathon, which was supposed to happen last year, but of course with the pandemic, it didn't. Um, and so my goal is by September to be in the shape to do that again. Um, and so I'm in the midst of training is not about the physical um, aspect of this at all, Bridget. It is about the mental aspect. It is about the person I have to become mentally and emotionally to do something like that. Uh, the training, I believe training for something physical like this is one of the single most impactful things that someone can do to affect change on all areas of their life, from time management to self-leadership, to self-discipline, to self-confidence and self-esteem, to showing up for yourself in a way that you don't think you can and achieving something you didn't think was possible. You will never be the same human being. Even if I don't finish the marathon, the fact that I show up at the starting line and I'm in enough shape to be able to accomplish something like that means I'm a completely different person than I was when I started the journey. And so for me, it's about the mental fitness. I mean, that really has been my whole journey the last seven years. And you mentioned that when you were so kind to share a little bit about my background, which is for 10 years, Bridget, I lived my entire life through my mind. And my, my coach, who is my business partner um, and the, in the business that I'm in, Adam Hergenrother, who you mentioned, said to me one day, Carrie, when are you going to stop living your mind and start living your actual life? And it was a foundational moment for me to go, wait, there's a difference? There is a difference. Your mind will drive you to make decisions or not make decisions because it tells you things but thoughts are not real. They are just things. They're not true. By the way, positive thoughts are not any more true than a negative thoughts. They're just things, but we get to choose our thoughts. But if we don't know we get to, then we just fall back into thoughts that have come into our mind from past experiences, based out of fear, whatever the case may be. And we think they're our life and they're us, but they're not. And that is a turning point. And so 
for me, it's a constant journey of leveling up, if you will, in that mental and emotional fitness. So there definitely is a correlation and that's the whole reason I'm doing it. So for any of you, again, this goes back to public speaking, sharing your story, coming up with the courage. It's all about the way you think about it. Mm, it really is. It, it really is. I tend to take notes during these conversations. And one thing you said that I had to jot down, because that's how lessons stick with me. I have to write it down. It's not about the physical. It's about the mental. We will encourage speakers to focus on, make sure you have your your slide deck, make sure you have your technology, make sure you have your power outfit and so on and so forth. And, And that's a lot of the physical and they're important. They have their place, but it's that mental preparation and telling yourself you've got this, telling yourself this is about the audience, getting out of, oh my goodness, getting out of your own way. I hate (laughs) hearing that phrase so much, but we will just get in our own ways and worry about the wrong thing, but focus on the mental Yes, there are some physical aspects that are important, but getting that that mindset right is what's going to help you deliver a truly stellar performance. Carrie, what are some of your presentation must-haves or things that you just have to do? There's no compromising. You must have these things or you must do these things before or during or even mm-hmm. after a presentation. That's a great question. I tend to feed off of other people's energy. So I do whatever I can to get the audience engaged if it's possible. It depends obviously on the venue. Um, It depends now, uh, you know, in times of COVID, how that looks, but I do anything and everything I can to get engagement because I get feedback, which allow me to pivot if I need to, but it also allows me to be in the best place I can be energetically, which I believe is a very big part of that presentation. Before the presentation, I also need to ensure I've got the right energy. So making sure I've had good night's sleep, making sure I've had good nutrition, lots of water, making sure that I have maybe done some of my prayer slash meditation. I usually have a great morning routine. So that is a must prior to doing a presentation and really self-affirmation, self-talk, And um, getting myself in the right mental space. So there is uh, definitely a few moments before the presentation where that has to occur for me. You know, you made me think about uh, proper nutrition and making sure you're hydrated and so on. Everybody, make sure you do not try something new. Do not try Mm -hmm. a new dish, okay, the day before (laughs) your presentation or the morning of. Uh, Do not do that because you don't know how your body is going to react and you've got to be available and ready and 100% ready to perform and stay away from alcoholic beverages the night before those do nothing to help with your vocal cords I know you're thinking the obvious no I'm not thinking about making sure you're able to stand up straight and you're not hung over at your presentation yeah you want to make sure you've uh, taken all of that into account by avoiding alcoholic beverages but If you're going to be talking for 60, 90, 120 minutes, you need to make sure that those vocal cords are in the best shape that they can be. And water is going to be your best friend in that instance. So stay away from the alcohol until after the presentation, celebrate afterwards, 
for a job well done. Carrie, if there was any last encouragement or pointer you could give our listeners, what would it be? If you really want to aspire to be a public speaker and you know you have a story, um, you can do it. And it all starts in the way you think about it. And one thing that I know for certain with people I've coached throughout the years, and I still coach, is if you want to do something, you can't just say that you're going to do it. You have to believe you are the person and the type of person who does it. So for an example, um, if I said I'm not a public speaker, that's just not who I am, but I'm going to go out there and give a presentation, that's not going to work out for me in the same way as if I take on the identity of, and I truly see myself as and believe that I am a public speaker who has the opportunity to affect change on other people through my story. And so it starts with who you see yourself as and what you believe about yourself. And by the way, your identity can change at any given moment too. It does all the time. Think about the different life things that happen whether it's becoming a parent for the first time or getting married or something other that happens in your life, your identity, the way you feel about yourself, see about yourself, what you believe about yourself changes. So if we know our identity changes, just like our personality can and does over the years, we can choose those changes. So if you really want to become a public speaker, you can. All you have to do is believe that you are, start acting as if, and get those goals out there so you, li- you literally read them every day. The power of the mind is so strong that if you're reading every single day about your goal to share your story on a platform and become a public speaker because you know this is something that you should be doing, you want to be doing, it's something you're called to do. And you read that every single day, you will become that person. There is zero doubt because that's what I've done for the last seven years in my future self exercise, where I have actually written down in present tense who I want to become in all areas of my life. And I did that purposely so I could finally start to become who I knew I was destined to become in all the areas instead of being that over-identified workaholic. That's how I made that transformation. And you can do it too, but you can't just say you want to do something and not believe that you're the person that can do it, not see yourself as that person. And so it starts there and then it will move into actions. And when you believe that, you're going to start finding and seeing opportunities that were not possible before simply because you couldn't see them, not because they weren't there, but because you couldn't see them. Because everything will start to move around you and conspire for you if you open up your heart and mind to it. And you have to go through that process 100% and completely. And in that vein, You can do anything that you want to do. I know that because I have helped people across the country achieve things that they never thought they could through the power of the mind. And my entire life story has been that, either to my detriment or to my success. And so I'm very, very passionate about that. And public speaking is no different, but I'm here to encourage every single person. I know you have a story that can and will impact other people and take the courageous steps, even if they're tiny ones, and really believe in your heart and soul that this is what you want to do and are destined to do and can do and start looking at that and believing it every day. And you will find your way in the right direction. It always always happens. And for that, um, I've been grateful. And I know for you, the truth is there too. And so I'm just grateful today, Bridget, that you had me on to be able to share my story. And hopefully it encourages other people to uh, get out there and share theirs too, because I think 
The world needs more of it. And we all need all the inspiration and motivation that we can get. And this really is the purpose of, of human beings is being able to live out our true authentic selves and stories and watch the trickle effect of that. If we have the courage to share it with others. Believe you can do it. Uh, put in the work. There's a process there. Put in the work and then go out there and make an impact. Carrie, I tell you, this has been truly a tremendous conversation. I'm so, so happy that you and I connected and had this opportunity to sit down and discuss just (laughs) all things presentation skills, then some. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, Carrie Briner. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. It was great to meet you. Likewise, everybody, thank you for tuning into this episode of Own the Microphone. I trust you walked away with more than just how to up-level when it comes to getting in front of audiences, but how to up-level in life, period. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphone. Microphone.